Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to It's All Within You, where we interview individuals who I look up to as leaders, digging into their stories, learning from, from them about leadership and how we can all be leaders in our own lives. Today's interview is one I'm so excited about. Kate Hudson of Shattered Glass Coaching is joining me today. Kate's heart lies in uplifting professional women in their personal lives and careers through her one-on-one -on -one coaching program that guides women towards taking the next right steps to meet, then go beyond their goals. Joy and passion radiate from Kate, which is why I immediately knew that I wanted you all to hear her story and be inspired by her leadership as she carves out this path for herself, the woman alongside her, and the woman coming up behind her. Kate is a cheerleader and mentor that we all need in our lives. So without further ado, welcome, Kate. If you want to give a little background of your coaching business and your own story of how you got here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on today, Emily. I'm really excited about this conversation. So as you mentioned, I have a coaching business, Shattered Glass Coaching, that I, I started about, about a year and a half ago, almost two years. And I coach professional women who are really looking to develop their leadership skills and their career and their personal life. So I know we're going to dig into this, how you mm -hmm. can be the leader of your own life and what self-leadership looks like. But that's a, a big theme of what I talk to my clients about. And through this coaching, we really work towards achieving goals that maybe you've had for a while, honing the skills that are going to help you achieve those goals, getting the right mindset so that you can be in a place where you're, you're experiencing whatever you want to experience in your life and ultimately getting results and, and having fun along the way. Mm, I love what you just said about having fun along the way, that it doesn't have to Becoming, uh, being successful and reaching your goals does not have to be a monotonous, um, very serious process. It's actually more yeah. effective to have fun and experience joy through it um, so that you can, you know, reach your goals more authentically. Yes, absolutely. I know that there's a lot of people that are constantly setting goals and waiting to be happy until they reach that goal. And mm -hmm. once they're successful, they will be happy. But there's always going to be some next goal. And if, if, if you're just chasing that next thing without finding the joy and the happiness with where you are now, you're never going to be happy. So having fun along the way is definitely something that I incorporate into my coaching. And, and I just think for everyone, you know, really take a look at, am I waiting to be happy until I reach this, this income level or this weight or whatever goals you're looking at? Are you waiting to be happy until you reach that? Or are you finding joy along the way? Yeah. So how have you experienced that in your process of becoming a coach and, of course, reaching your goals um, of starting your own coaching business? How do you yourself um, balance joy and goal setting and making sure to enjoy the process and not just um, have a straight and narrow sight of the goal? Mm. Yeah. So w when I first started my, my coaching business, I didn't feel like I had much business acumen. I felt mm -hmm. really great about being a coach and being a mentor. I'd, I'd been a leader in, in my own company um, for, for many years. So I felt really comfortable with the coaching and leadership aspect. But being a business owner was, was scary, especially at first, because I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And it, it, was, it was scary and daunting. And that's kind of where I was feeling unsure of myself. So the past couple of years, it has been a journey of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And 
the way that I've done that is one, I have a coach of my own. Um, I have a business coach and she's fabulous and she is experienced and knowledgeable and supportive. And she's just the mentor that I need. Mm -hmm. So I think having a mentor of your own, no matter who you are, like coaches need coaches, you know, we all need help. So finding a mentor for me was huge. And then developing just habits and routines that, that will keep me focused on not just am I reaching my goals, but the mindset along the way and the joy along the way. So like I have a really dialed in morning routine that I do every day Mm -hmm. and then reflection in the evenings, reflecting at the end of each week, at the end of each month, and just always reflecting on client wins, personal wins, celebrating things along the way and taking that time to reflect on what's going well and not just looking at what's not going well or what could I be doing better. Yeah, I love that you use gratitude as part of the process um, of because that is so important for getting to your goals um, to really realize where you are and to embrace where you are. And that's where you can really cultivate deeper and then your relationships with your clients to be able to if you take a step back and really acknowledge um, how like how far they've come, uh, you're able Mm -hmm. to celebrate them even more and um, help to recognize their traits that they can use and to get to their goals. Um, But really Mm -hmm. taking a step back in your own life and filling up your own cup, you're able to pour into people a lot more authentically. And I think that that's one of the biggest traits of a leader is like you have to have, you have to have a cup that you can pour from. If you're not pouring into yourself and you're pouring from an empty cup, you can only go so far um, and you can only lift people up so much. Yes. You show up so much better in life when you're prioritizing yourself, Mm -hmm. whether that's like your physical health or your mental and emotional health. And you're doing these things that fill your own cup, whether it's gratitude or exercise or having quiet time, whatever that looks like. When you do those things, you can show up, as you said, Emily, as a a better leader, Mm -hmm. but also you can just show up with more joy. Life becomes more fun. Because again, it's like, yes, you can be this great leader, but if you're not enjoying it along the way, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So that makes me think of, so you started your coaching company during 2020, correct? So like during the pandemic. So how did that affect your journey of stepping into coaching? Um, And also with, it was a time that uh, people were feeling more fearful and maybe were having a little bit more difficulty with finding joy and finding gratitude. So how did that, like immediately from the get-go having that challenge, how did you overcome that and use that actually as something to build upon as a strength in your coaching? Great question, because 2020 really was the year that changed everything. (laughs) (laughs) And I had had this idea of starting a coaching business before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I'd been toying with it. I'd been talking to some experienced coaches and asking them questions, doing my homework, kind of prepping, seeing, am I actually going to do this? And what's it going to look like? Mm -hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, everything was uncertain. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew what they were doing. And I had a very, you know, secure full-time job that I was very comfortable in. um, And, and I knew that it wasn't the right time to leave. Mm -hmm. But I kept seeing all of these people who were making massive changes in their lives, career changes, moving houses, 
people were having divorces, having babies, you know, every, everyone yeah. was making wild changes in their life and everybody needed support mm -hmm. along the way. And people needed guidance more than ever during that time. I mean, especially in the early days of the pandemic, but even yeah. now still, you yeah. know, it was a time for us all to reflect on what was really important to us, what our priorities are, what matters. Am I happy with my life? Because, you know, we were stuck with ourselves and just ourselves and our families for a while. Mm -hmm. And seeing that everyone was, was making these big changes, I thought, sure, it's not the right time, but if, if not now, when? Yeah. People need guidance right now. I can help. I can serve. I can do what's on my heart. So I, I took that leap. And I think the pandemic made it harder and easier at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it made it harder from a financial standpoint, you know, leave, leaving my, my stable job. But it also was easier because I was seeing everybody else make these big changes. And I knew that, that I could too, and I could support people on their own journeys as well. So you left your full-time job during the pandemic to start coaching. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Uh, wow. <laughs> that takes a <laughs> lot of courage because that is, I think one of the things that the beginning of the pandemic taught a lot of us, and I know it taught me this, was that we don't have as much control over the future as we think we do. So what we can really just control the choices we make now. So for you, you made the choice to step out of your comfort zone and you didn't know exactly where it was going to go, but you knew that you had to either make a decision. You could make the decision to not make a decision, which would be just seeing, you know, how it goes and maybe stay at your job, but have one foot in one foot out. But it sounds like you mm -hmm. just decided that, you know, anything could come up. You never know when things could change. Just like we saw when suddenly the world shut down. I mean, none of us expected that we thought it was just going to stay on the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. And so you never know when things will come up. And sometimes you just have to take that step right now and just go, you know, leap into it and see where it leads. So how do you help your clients with that? So do you only focus on taking the big leaps? Or do you feel for some people it is a better fit to take small steps and then, you know, especially like if they aren't in a secure job, um, do you encourage them to full on take the leap or go through a certain process to, um, to step it towards their goals? Ultimately, it's, it's going to change from person to person, yeah. you know, depending on the situation or the circumstances. But I, I think that we all ultimately have to follow our heart and follow mm -hmm. our intuition. And there's a difference between, I really want to do something, but it's scary, but I'm going to do it anyways, because it's on my heart and it's in alignment with, with my values and the mm -hmm. impacts that I want to leave and the legacy that I want to have. Mm -hmm. That that's different than a fear that, you know, something is so petrifying because it's just not right for you. And mm -hmm. I think that being able to identify the difference first is huge. Like, mm -hmm. is this fear reasonable or is this just a fear because it's new and it's different? And my critter brain is telling me that the change is scary. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, when, when you can identify that, okay, I'm uncomfortable because I've never done this before. And it is a, it is a big leap, but I'm going to do it anyways. Then I say, yeah, go for it. But if you're not quite ready for that, do something, do anything to help you gain more clarity. Mm -hmm. That could be like doing your research, doing your homework, 
reading that book, listening to that podcast, having that conversation with, with a leader or someone experienced or even a friend or family member. It could be talking to a coach to figure out what your next move is. So while yes, there is a lot to be said about taking that big leap, even if it's uncomfortable, there are small steps that you can start taking along the way. You know, it's not always about that big leap. It can be about the steps that, that help you find that clarity or help you get started so you can gain momentum and go in the direction that you want to go. Yeah. Um, I feel like when you start to even take small steps to feel more competent, then it gives you more confidence, which takes away the barrier of fear um, in getting in the way of making a clear decision for yourself. And fear can really block your intuition. And so I know, like, from my experience, and I'm sure you've seen this with your clients, when I start to take steps, even like you said, researching or talking to a leader, um, or writing, I mean, for me for podcasts, like starting to write out ideas and write out scripts, that Mm -hmm. started to give me confidence. And so it took away that it helped me to have a lot more clarity of whether I was making the right decision, because I was putting myself in the situation and feeling more competent. So I wasn't fearful of, oh, well, I don't think I could do this. I have no skill set in this. As Mm -hmm. I started to build the skills, then I started to be able to see more clearly if this was the right path for me in other areas of my life as well. So is that something that for you, um, becoming a coach that you started to do was build your confidence? Um, Did you, what was your experience leading other people in the past? Yeah, yeah. I think you make a really good point too about heading in the direction that you want to go. And that might just be getting ideas down on paper, but it's like, so like if you want to see the sunset, like you're not going to head east, you're going to head west, right? Mm, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a great point. <laughs> you know, like you might be driving, you might be walking, you might be running, mm-hmm. you might be flying, but like if you're headed west, you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, that's what you've been doing with, with your podcast. And as, as you've kind of been building up your mentor journey. Um, and yeah, I, I did have to kind of do a similar thing as I, I started my business as well. Cause like I said earlier, I, I felt really comfortable as a leader, but I didn't feel comfortable as a business owner. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of growth there for me. I had been a leader more in a traditional sense where I led a team. So in my previous mm-hmm. job, um, I was in a leadership position so I was managing other people and I got really comfortable with, with my communication skills and my leadership capabilities. And then I went through a training to become a life coach. So it was a six month training okay. and that training really reinforced the coaching aspect mm-hmm. because we are all leaders and we're, we're going to dive into this more, I'm sure, but yeah. anyone can be a leader. We're all leaders. If, if you can influence or inspire others, which we all can, then you are being a leader, but going through coaching training and, and learning how to apply that coaching in one-on-one coaching situations is, was really the key for me to, to bring all the puzzle pieces together so that I could turn this into a business, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that not only could I be a leader, but I could be a coach and I could turn this into something where I would really help people get results. Yeah. I really admire you for, and this is a trait that I see in leaders that I admire is taking that step, um, and being courageous enough to carve that path for other people. So if you like, I want to acknowledge you for this, that if you stayed at your previous job, you wouldn't be able and stayed in that comfort zone and security, 
you wouldn't be able to go bless all the women that you've been able to help. And besides that, also set an example for other women who are interested in coaching or even just starting their own business. They, we can look to you and we see that you've done it and it gives you almost like, it's like someone has your hand, their hand on your back. Like you got this, I'm here to back you up. When you see other, I know when I see other women that are starting their own businesses or using their, their gifts to serve others, it feels like, even if they don't know it, it feels like a support system for me. So I want to acknowledge you for being a leader in just the fact that you have used your gifts to serve others and to step out of, you know, maybe who you thought you were going to become or who you thought you Mm -hmm. should be, or maybe this is what you saw yourself doing but to step into the unknown and learn how to run a business as well, you know, that could hold someone back just realizing that they don't know what they're doing and they don't know what steps to take that can be paralyzing, but to have the courage to do the next right thing and be humble enough to learn as you go and ask for help is to me, one of the best traits of a leader, Uh, humility and being able to lean on other people while also being a role model for others. Yes, yes, yes. You make so many good points. But um, (laughs) one thing that really resonated with me is that, like, I can't take my clients to a place that I'm not willing to go myself. Yeah. And because I have been through the process of like leaving the comfy job and taking the leap and starting the business and moving through that fear and getting a coach myself, Mm -hmm. I know what it's I know what it's like. So I can support other people on their journey. Mm-hmm. And the same can be true with anyone in a leadership position. It's like the people that you're leading, whatever you're helping with them with, you have to be willing to take it on or maybe you have in your past as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're helping somebody with improving a, a skill that they're working on, whether it's a communication skill or something specific to work, it's like you have to be willing to do that work on yourself as well. Mm-hmm. You can't give somebody feedback if, if it's not feedback that you're willing to look at yourself and take as well. And when you've experienced it yourself and you've been through it and you have that, that own knowledge from being in their, being in their shoes before or being willing to go through it and face Mm -hmm. that, you become a much better leader. And it, it, it comes from a place of, I've been there, I've done that. I've been in your shoes and I I'm willing to, to help you overcome whatever obstacle or challenge you're facing as well. Yeah, to walk the walk, not just talk the talk and yeah, be an example. I know with the mentorship or the mentor group that I have helped to create and lead for middle school age girls, even that has been something that I look at myself, like we'll talk about coping skills and doing the next right thing when you and controlling the things that you can control in your life and trusting the things that you can't control. And sometimes I have to even look back at what I'm teaching them and you know, reflect on myself and think, am I living this out in my life? How can I teach this if I'm not being in my own role model of this? Yes. It's important to have role models and then to also be our own role model so that we can be a role model for others. Yes, exactly. And when you're going through something difficult, looking at what is this trying to teach me? Yeah, You know, if, if this is, if this is a, le- a lesson that the universe is throwing at me, what, what is the lesson here mm-hmm. for, for anything that's difficult? You know, if, if your car breaks down on the side of the road and you're getting impatient and you're frustrated that it's derailed your day, the universe might be trying to teach you a lesson in patience. And mm-hmm. <laughs> how can you take that moving forward and apply it to your own life 
maybe to the lives of other people that you are working with or mentoring or leading, or even just your family and friends. Mm -hmm. It's like you create a little toolbox if you, for yourself, an emotional toolbox to use and reach back into when you do, because there's always inevitably going to be things that test our patience or frustrate us um, or make us feel insecure or fearful. And when we have those experiences and then we reflect on it and look at how, like what, like you said, what it is teaching us, then it gives us the, it equips us with the tools to use in the future. So it really is a blessing when we do go through things that help us to develop character, even if they are tough. Um, because then in the future for those inevitable other times, we're going to have the tools to deal with it better than, and then each time that we learn to handle it and use it to help us rise and not just be crushed, then we're able to do yeah. it better every single time. And then we can also pour that into others and, you know, pull other people forward along with us um, that maybe need a little bit of encouragement or help because we've been somewhere that maybe they haven't been and we can help to give them a roadmap. I love that you said emotional toolbox. I love that term so much. <laughs> but yeah, when you talk about carving paths, you know, that that's what this is. It's mm -hmm. creating your emotional toolbox, developing these skills, learning the hard lessons so that you can continue carving your path as well as paths for other people. Mm -hmm. Now I have a question. So um, for being, so I've seen you talk about being a leader in your own life. I want to know if there's ever a time in your life where you kind of had a, a pivot point, you realize you need to pivot and become more of a leader in your own life. Have you had that experience at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think the, the past two years has been has been me doing that constantly, you know, pivoting mm -hmm. and, you know, taking accountability and, and um, really getting off autopilot and making choices that are in alignment with with my own growth and my own self leadership. But I'll give you a specific example. Yeah. Um, about about a year ago, I did get COVID and mm -hmm. out for a few weeks and I, I really let my health slip away mm -hmm. during that time. You know, I, I couldn't be physically active and for a couple of months, I just, I, I didn't want to move much. I wasn't, but I was eating junk food. And as somebody who's typically been pretty active, this was like really unlike me mm -hmm. and my energy levels were dipping. I wasn't being productive. I wasn't happy. I was like in a grumpy mood all the time. Mm -hmm. And I just really had let my health, my health slip. And I was using the fact that I had COVID as an excuse. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my energy just isn't what it was before. Mm -hmm. But, you know, three months later, I'm like, what am I doing? And I, I had this realization that like, only like no one's coming to rescue me. Mm -hmm. You know, I am, I am the only person that can turn this around. Like I need to do something differently than how I've been doing. Mm -hmm. I need to reclaim my health. I need to make choices for myself that are going to make me feel good, feel energetic and feel healthy again. And I, I really had to call myself out there and step up and take more leadership in my own life. And as it related to my health and, you know, make better choices and get in the habit of moving again, because it was, it was affecting me physically, mentally, emotionally. Like I said, I was grumpy all the time mm -hmm. and that, that was big for me. And, and I, I did, and I actually, 
as I already told you, I, I have a business coach, but also mm -hmm. at that time, what I did was I, I got to work with a personal trainer because I wanted that accountability yeah. to, to get back on track. And I needed some help because it had been months of not doing anything. So yeah, I, I, I found help. I realized I needed to make some changes and I, I took it into my own hands. I got off autopilot and I made some choices that, that allowed me to reclaim my health. And, um, you know, within a few months I was back on track, but that was, that was waking up and calling myself out and saying, Kate, you can do better. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I love that. And I definitely resonate with that because I had been dealing with some, I, I had COVID um, as well, like over a year ago or about a year ago mm -hmm. now, and then had walking pneumonia and had COVID again. And so, I, yeah. And I mean, it was okay. And it was actually nice to like have the rest during those times, but I've seen how it's affected my lungs. And so I know that I was feeling like, oh, well, you know, this is just how my lungs are. They're just weak. I'm like, wait, but okay, I should probably do something about that because I don't want to become a victim mm -hmm. of my circumstances. And it's really important to take responsibility, figure out what it will look like to take responsibility for ourselves and for our health. And it doesn't have to look the same as, you know, what everyone else may be doing. But as long as you know that you are doing, taking responsibility for what is going to be good for you and your well-being and your health. And if you don't have your physical health and you're not giving that to yourself, it is really hard to bring your gifts out into the world and to have mm -hmm. the energy to give to yourself and to others. So what you're talking about earlier with taking time in the morning and at night to journal and reflect, that's a really good way to get out of autopilot, like you said, and mm -hmm. be intentional about where you're taking authority and responsibility in your life and not just being a victim of your circumstances. Sometimes it can be hard to realize that that's what we're doing because we can excuse it away. Um, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I mean, there is good reason for me to be stressed out because this, this and this are going on in my life. But if we frame it as, okay, but that's an excuse. And I mean, it is fair. Yes, those circumstances are occurring, but how can I still serve myself um, and mm -hmm. take care of myself despite these circumstances? And sometimes you just have to be creative as well. And when mm -hmm. you get a personal trainer, sometimes you also have to ask for help. And that is more yes. than okay and admirable to take responsibility ourselves, but then also ask for others to support us. Cause unless, you know, we all do need that. We all need help to um, like a hand on our back to support us sometimes. Yes. And there are things that we cannot control. Yeah. We are all humans having a human experience, you know, you can't control that you got walking pneumonia right after you had COVID. <laughs> you know, there, there's things that happen that we cannot control. And we're not going to be able to control everything in our lives. And we, we do have to kind of let go of, of that desire that we have as humans to want to control everything. Mm -hmm. But there are things that we can control. We can control how we react to, to, to hard situations. We can control the way that we speak to others. We can control what we do in our spare time. We can control our habits and routines in terms of whether it's your morning routine or your exercise routine or whatever it is, we do have control over those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what being the leader of your own life means is taking a look at what am I doing in a normal day? Mm -hmm. Because so much of what we do is, is habit from the first moment that you wake up and you step your feet out of bed 
to the moment you go to sleep, mm-hmm. like 80 or 90% of your day is habit. Yeah. And are your habits serving you? Or mm-hmm. are you just going through the motions? Are you just on a spinning hamster wheel going through mm-hmm. the motions? Mm-hmm. And being the leader of your own life means getting really honest about what your day is looking like, what your habits are looking like, and are they serving you? And if not, making a change and doing something about it, taking accountability for your life experience. Because again, no one else is coming to save you. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you can't control, but the things that you can, you better take accountability for those things. Yeah. Do you have um, suggestions for how to develop new habits and to really become clear on how you're spending your day. So like, I know some people like to chunk out their time and write down like, okay, for these 30 minutes, this is how I spent it and really take time to be honest with themselves about how they spent the last 10 minutes. Did they just sit on their phone? Did they wander around their house kind of putzing around, um, organizing things, like not really doing things with intention? Mm -hmm. Do you have tools that you use for getting clear and that you provide to your clients to get clear on how you're really using your time and what your habits truly are. Because sometimes, you know, it's like you said, with autopilot, it's easy to not see those things and to go through the motions with your mind somewhere else. But when you really do pay Mm -hmm. attention to how you're spending your time, you can use it so much more effectively and do so much more for yourself that you could maybe in the past excuse as, oh, well, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to work out. But if you say, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to take this specific set of 15 minutes and I'm going to do a high intensity workout for this 15 minutes, then I can do something else. What are your tools that you use to take responsibility over your time? So first off the book atomic habits by James clear. If you Mm -hmm. like, I think everyone should read that book. It's all about how you can create new habits and get rid of bad habits. Okay. It's so practical and tangible. So mm-hmm. anyone who's really interested in, in habit change and is interested should really read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm-hmm. But in terms of my work with my clients and what I suggest is I, I believe that everyone has some sort of intentional time in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that can be five minutes. It can be an hour, whatever you have time for. But some sort of time so that you can set the tone for the rest of the day. Because if you wake up and you right away start scrolling your phone on social media or you run out of bed and start working immediately, that's really a bad way to start your day. Yeah. <laughs> and time where you just set your intention for the day. How do you want your day to look? Mm-hmm. Whether, whether that's one word of what you want your day to look like. Or maybe it is a step-by-step plan. If you have time to write out and chunk your day, what am I doing for this hour? What am I doing for this three-hour block? What am I doing for this 10-minute block? If you have time to plan out your whole day, even better. But setting your intention for the day in the morning is huge. And I think that that the best way to start your day is with, with three things. One is reflection time. That's time for you to journal, write your gratitudes, if you say affirmations, but reflection time is key. Mm -hmm. Two, movement of some sort. Can be a walk, can be stretching, can be a high intensity workout, but some sort of movement right when you wake up just to get your body going. 
-hmm. And then the third is some sort of growth or learning. So a book or a podcast or, you know, a course that you're working on. Really, I think if you do those three things in the morning, that you're setting your day up for success. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, at the, that's at the high level. But working backwards, some sort of intentionality in the beginning of your day so that you have a plan. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's that quote, like, if you um, fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah, and I love that. It's, it's a cliche, but it's so true. Yeah, you know, that you, you fall victim to whatever is changing around you and the circumstances around you. It's easy to get pushed around by those. Yes. So some, some sort of plan in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is just having check-ins with yourself on a regular basis. And Mm -hmm. if you're in the habit of doing it every morning, that's great. But even if it's once a week, once a month, once a quarter, checking in with yourself and just saying like, am I where I want to be? Mm-hmm. Did this month go the way I wanted it to go? Why or why not? What can I change? The people that have these check-ins with themselves and reflect are the ones that can really start making big changes in their life because you're clear on what's working and what's not working. And if you have an accountability buddy or a trusted friend or colleague or a coach or a mentor that can help you with these check-ins so that you can assess where you are and make changes, that's even better But you can do it on your own. You can just have little check-ins with yourself throughout the week or throughout the month Mm -hmm. and just ask yourself, am I where I want to be? Why or why not? What needs to change? Yeah. It's like stepping into your own shoes and taking and really taking responsibility over your own life and owning what decisions you can make to get where you want to be and not be waiting on other people to make them for Mm -hmm. you and checking in with yourself and seeing what part you're playing in your own life. Like, are you being the main character of your life or are you allowing people to be the main character and you're sitting back and reacting to life and to other people rather than being proactive? Um, Definitely Mm -hmm. be, I mean, autopilot is definitely being reactive to life. And if we don't take time to, slow down and reflect it is very easy to just react and not be proactive but it's such a great feeling to be proactive about your life and really get clear with yourself we have this one life how do you want to spend your time like do you want to give your time to things that suck the energy out of you or do you want to feed your energy and and do things that give you energy and give you joy and pour life into you Um, Mm -hmm. those are choices we can't wait for other people to do that for us which I feel that being a leader of your own life is taking responsibility and not waiting not you know being the extra in in the movie of your life but really being the character and like running your show as much as you can Um, and you know being also flexible for things that you can't control um, and then adjusting. But how do you feel that being a leader in your own life, how you can use that to pour into others as a leader and mentor for other people? Yeah. So when you, when you just said um, being the main character of your own life, I absolutely love that. I'm all about like romanticizing your life and and making it magical and being the main character. Mm -hmm. And so I absolutely love that. But yeah, when you, when you do that for yourself and you, you step up and you're the leader of your own life, it again makes it so that you're in a place 
where one, you're prioritizing yourself. And we, we talked about earlier how when you fill your own cup first, then you can start filling other people's. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think that's the first part of it. But it's, it's also being that role model. And when other people see you stepping up, taking accountability, being the leader of your own life, you're inspiring other people to do the same, even if you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Your, your colleagues are watching you. Your friends are watching you. If you have kids, they're watching you. And when you're really taking time out of the day to be intentional and deliberate about how your day is going, again, being proactive and not reactive, like you said, mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself, other people see that and pick up on it and they'll, they'll learn from you to do the same. So, you know, especially I think in a work situation, but even in your personal life, people are going to see that and they're going to want to do the same. And then the respect that grows from that, I think is huge too. That's a quality that so many people admire. It's, it's having those healthy boundaries. It's committing to your, yourself and prioritizing yourself, all qualities that are very admirable in a leader that Mm -hmm. other people can see, you know, it's palpable. You can feel it. Yeah, I think that a great leader is someone that can love themselves deeply and love other people just as much. Yes, I love that. I love that. Love yourself deeply and others. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, how you said that anyone can be a leader in their life. So what if someone doesn't want to start a business or they, they don't have a desire to be an entrepreneur? Um, what if they want to just be a leader in their own home or in the a job in an office working for someone else and if they're if that is what they are happy with how do you feel that they can be a leader still in those environments sure so I mentioned earlier that I I think that being an effective leader means being able to influence and inspire others Mm -hmm. that can mean a lot of different things depending on your situation but are you inspiring and influencing yourself mm-hmm. and the people that you come in contact with regularly? Mm-hmm. And how are you influencing them and how are you inspiring them? So, you know, even if you don't have a job, if you're a stay-at-home mom, which is a full-time job, yeah. <laughs> or if you're not in a leadership role at your company, but, you know, you, you, you work under someone, you can still be really intentional about how you are showing up every day and the influence you are having on other people. Mm-hmm. The way that you talk to people, the way that you treat people, the way that you do work, how, how do other people respond to that? After somebody has a conversation with you, are, are, they, are they in a better place? Are they energized? Are they excited? Are they inspired? Or do they feel grumpy? Did you steal somebody's energy? Did you steal their joy? Mm-hmm. Whatever interactions you're having with people, do have some effect. They have some influence. So being the leader of your own life is thinking through the influence that you are having on yourself and on others. And are the things that you're doing, the words that you're saying, the day-to-day habits and tasks, are you doing them wisely? Are they, are you doing them intentionally? Mm-hmm. Are they influencing others positively? And it all goes back to like that impact that you're having as a leader. And it all goes back to the legacy that you're leaving, whether it's on five people, 10 people or a million people. Yep. Oh, sorry. I think that um, maybe it went out a little bit. I can hear you. There we go. Okay. 
got it. I just yeah. had a hard time hearing you for a moment. Um, oh, okay. You just said about leaving a legacy. I, I don't remember where I, I've heard this quote a couple of times, but our, how our life isn't about, um, you know, if you look at a gravestone, like it's not about the year you're born and the year that you died. It's about the dash in the middle and how mm. you make people feel and how you impact people during that time, which is our life what what legacy like you said do we leave how do we how are people going to remember us and how we made them feel like did we lift people up on the way on the way to our own goals and in the process of our life um it's not as important what we achieve but how we achieve it who are we being in that process how are we leading the people around us and our families even uh yes even as a I'm so I nannies and the kids are three and five and even that is a leadership position, not just because yes. they listen to me um, for you know things that they have to do, but also how do I make them feel? Do I lead them to feel confident and to trust themselves and to uh, be courageous and be curious? Or do I lead them to feel insecure or fearful, which of course is not what I ever intend to do or want to do. So mm-hmm. it's important to be very intentional about how you're leading people, even in friendships or as a parent, uh, and not just mm-hmm. being in an obvious leadership position, but how are you impacting all of the people in your life? Even it can even be a leader mm-hmm. by being kind and starting conversation with someone at a store, you know, either someone yes. working there or someone that you pass, like giving a compliment to someone not, I mean, maybe on the way, you know, you like their shoes, it could be appearance wise, or if you see that someone um, working maybe at a store at a restaurant was really kind to a customer and complimenting them on that. I think you can even be a leader by pouring into other people and making uh, and recognizing their leadership traits. If Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Imagine be like if everyone did that if everyone yeah. spoke those kind words to both people you know and to strangers yeah that would be a really joyful world to live in and you're right it is stepping up and, and making the decision to do those things that are going to uplift other people whether it's mm-hmm. your your family your colleagues or strangers and then one one other thing that that I'll add to that too is I think a great leader also has a really clear vision of, mm. of their life and mm-hmm. where they want it to go in the short term and the long term. Mm-hmm. And for you to be a leader in your in your day to day life, I think it also requires you to stick to your vision. Yeah, and and to make choices that are in alignment with that vision. Mm-hmm. And that can be for yourself or for your team or your family, whoever it is. But knowing. I see the bigger picture of my life and what I want for myself. And I'm going to act in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. That makes you a really great leader is seeing your vision and acting on it day in and day out. Yeah. Staying consistent with it and, you know, not just making your decisions and treating people based off of emotion. But like you said, having a clear vision for how you want to make people feel, how you want to live this life and staying in alignment with that and, that is how you leave an impact on people is by being consistent mm-hmm. and no matter how you're feeling, choosing to do the right thing, not necessarily the easy thing, but doing the right thing that mm-hmm. is aligned with 
what you want to leave behind in this world. And I'm really grateful for leaders that I look up to how no matter what is going on in their life, they still clearly have the values of being respectful and being loving towards others. And Mm -hmm. that is what sticks with people and helps other people to feel confident and to become leaders themselves by having that example of someone that whose character doesn't ebb and flow based on how they're Mm -hmm. feeling or what's going on in their life, but they have a greater reason for why they do what they do. And Mm -hmm. it, those are the people that you want to follow. Yes. The consistency. And that doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes because again, like we all will, we're all human, Mm -hmm. but when you can be consistent, it's not about these like short bursts of inspiration. It's again, the like day in and day out consistencies and the habits and the routines and who you show up as regularly and, and holding that vision daily consistently because consistency matters so much more than the big, the big breakthroughs. The big breakthroughs are important, mm-hmm. but how you execute them consistently is even more important. Absolutely. So are there, so I have a final three questions for you. Okay. Um, so are there leaders that you or role models that you have, that you look up to that are consistent, um, that, that have that vision that you and who you want to follow and who you look up to, or even a few of them, um, and maybe traits about different people that you look up to? Sure. So I'll, I'll bring up one that I know personally and one that I, I don't, but my, my personal role model for leadership is my business coach. Mm-hmm. Um, her, na- her name is Jennifer Dawn, by the way, if anyone's looking for a fantastic business coach, <laughs> but she, she's really, really taught me how to build my business, but also do it from a place of joy. Mm-hmm. So I go back to like, it's been fun along the way. And there's been challenges and I've learned and grown over the past two years more than all the years before that. Mm -hmm. But she's, she's really helped me learn to build it from a place of joy and, and, and have a business from a place that's fun and exciting. And I like, and I love that. And, and I look up to her so much for, for that because she's, she's teaching a lot of other people how to do that. And then the second person that, that I'll, I'll mention is my all-time like life coach role model idol, and that's <laughs> Mel Robbins. Do you know Mel oh, Robbins? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, um, she has the, the five-second rule, and yes. I, yeah, <laughs> I do that for like getting out of bed in the morning sometimes, like five, four, three, two, one. I love her. She's so authentic, and she always just has so much wisdom because she is walking the walk in her life, like she is very honest about where she does struggle and where she has had to go through the processes to learn these lessons. And she truly just has a heart to pour into other people and to help other people live a more fulfilling, deeper, honest life. She keeps it so real. Like you said, she's just (laughs) so genuine and authentic. And I love that, you know, she has such simple, practical tools to help Mm -hmm. us like the five second rule the high five habit they're really part of that emotional toolbox you were talking about earlier they're so practical because she's so real Mm -hmm. and just the way that she shows up I think on social media I really appreciate how just genuine she is um she's just so herself yeah and talk about someone who's leading from a place of authenticity like I really admire that about her and she's she's just so practical so um, I look up to her so much, you know, Mel Robbins is goals, life coach goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She's, she really makes you feel 
even though she doesn't know it, she makes us feel seen and gives us the room to be ourselves and that there isn't just one box that we have to fit into to be Mm. successful in our lives either um, and to be happy in our lives. Like you don't have to be one type of personality. You don't have to be Mm -hmm. this person who hustles and hustles and hustles all the time um, or is serious or someone that's super goofy there's not she shows that there's not just one way to be and I love the fact that she's just I love leaders that are just authentically themselves about their their flaws and also um the things that they love about themselves those are really important for them to share because it just gives space for people to feel okay being themselves and feel happy bringing themselves to this world and not trying Mm -hmm. to fit the someone else's shoes um but to walk their life in their own shoes yes and like you said just like no no bs yeah (laughs) just being yourself authentic this is who i am and when somebody shows up like that and the way that she does it inspires other people to do the same absolutely so what then is your favorite trait about yourself and the thing that you really love are proud to bring out into the world yeah so I consistently have noticed that when I've had challenges or obstacles in my life or tough feedback or something hard happens, Mm -hmm. I have this ability to reset and move forward pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been really useful, especially starting a business, but just in general in life, I I have the tendency to not ruminate Mm -hmm. about something difficult that's happened. So when, when an obstacle comes up, I move forward mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that I don't, don't reflect or learn from it. Yeah. Cause I think that's really important too, but ultimately it's like, if I'm dwelling on something, that's not helping me either. Yeah. If I'm taking something personally and ruminating and dwelling, that's just holding me back and keeping me stuck in the past. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've really been able to, I think, accomplish a lot and, and accomplish it faster because I've been able to just reset and keep moving forward. And I think a lot of great business owners have that, that forward thinking future, future thinking. Um, and, and I do that. I definitely always am thinking about, okay, how can I move forward? How can I learn from this? How can I keep going? And, and that's been a trait that I think has served me really well. Yeah. And that's a great trait as a leader to, uh, not get stuck in the quicksand, but be able to pull yourself and others, forward in the direction that you're aiming to go in and Mm -hmm. take responsibility over what you can and learn take the lessons that you need to from this situation but then not stay in then come back to the present moment and not stay in the past like take out I mean it's like when you eat certain foods and like your body takes the vitamins that it needs and the vitamins and nutrients that it needs out of it and gets rid of the rest like when Mm -hmm. something happens Uh, that's difficult to take out those good things, take out the vitamins and the nutrients, take that and then discard the rest um, and take it, you know, add more to your. I love that. (laughs) That's a great analogy. I'm like, I love that. I'm definitely a very visual person. So the way that things like resonate with me is it has to be like this. And sometimes it's like really odd things, (laughs) but it it just works for me. I have to. It works. No, it totally works. Yeah. Um, that's a great, yeah, that's definitely a, a really important trait to have as a leader to be able to, I mean, it's just like, if you're the captain of a ship, like you have yep. to be able to, um, step up and have the courage to keep 
moving forward, take the circumstances as they are and keep going in the direction that you um, are taking the ship. <laughs> yes. Keep going. Keep driving yeah. that ship in the right direction. You yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yep. And so now I have my final question for you. What do you want to tell the younger generation about leadership and how they can be leaders in their own communities? I mean, high schoolers, mm-hmm. middle schoolers, college students, people in their young 20s. Um, what do you want to say to them to show them that they can be leaders in their own life and they don't have to wait to be in any position of leadership mm-hmm. nor authority over a group of people um, to be a leader? Yeah, I would say that say yes to every opportunity mm-hmm. that, that feels in alignment mm. with where you want to go. And that, that might be meeting new people, trying new things, having new experiences, you know, joining, joining groups that, that are new and different. Because when you start saying yes to these opportunities, you learn, you grow, you stretch yourself, and more and more opportunities are just going to snowball in your direction. Mm-hmm. And when you have these opportunities and you have these experiences and people and trying new things, your world all of a sudden opens up and gets a lot bigger. And that creates more and more opportunities for you. And when you have more opportunities, you can choose exactly how you want to use them and what you want to do. So I would say, say yes, Mm -hmm. be open, try that new thing that you, that your friend invited you to do, Mm -hmm. go to that event. If you're feeling something tug at your heart, say yes and, and do it and be open and go for it. Absolutely. You never know where following those little calls and tugs on your heart will lead you. And I feel like it also shows gratitude towards God or the universe, whatever resonates um, most mm-hmm. with you. It, it shows gratitude for being given the opportunity. It's like if someone was offering to help you with something and you constantly said no and turned it down, eventually they're going to stop offering to help. And mm-hmm. if you keep turning down you know, the gift of opportunities and even just fun things to do or new people to meet, eventually yes. those opportunities are going to go away if you keep saying no. But if you keep saying yes, it's showing gratitude for being given that and more is just going to come your way. It's almost like confirmation of, of what you're doing. And you're right. Like it's, it's that snowball effect. Again, if you are saying no and rejecting opportunities, your world's going to be a lot smaller. There's going to yeah. be a lot of closed doors. Mm-hmm. But when you say yes, consistently, more and more doors are going to open up, more and more connections with other people and relationships, more fun experiences you're going to have. So say yes, be open and, and listen to those heart tugs. Like we said, you know, if, mm-hmm. it, if it weren't for a heart tug, I probably never would have become a life coach. Yeah. So just listen to that, that voice in your head that's saying, Hey, you should try that. Or, you know, kickboxing would be fun. You should try mm-hmm. that. Or, you know, I should compliment that stranger on their shoes. Just listen to those little, little heart tugs and, and say yes and follow them and, and learn and grow and stretch yourself. Yeah. That's when it's a good time to use Mel Robbins five, the five second rule and yes, say yes, not overthink it and allow yourself to live a much more full life. And that's definitely what you do with your coaching is you're helping so many women to lead much fuller lives, a more fulfilling and deeper mm-hmm. lives where they're cultivating the p- aspects of their life that they want 
to cultivate and the seeds that they want to water and helping them to know how to prioritize and uh, how to try new things and figure out what their new priorities are and really tend to what they care about to create the life that they love and that is most authentic to them. So thank you so much for doing that for so many women and also for putting the content out there available to so many, um, like on Instagram and through your emails so that people can lifted and you're using your gifts to serve so many people. And if you didn't do that, if you stayed where you were, people would that don't, you know, know how to do it for themselves necessarily wouldn't have the guidance that you're providing by using what you're called to do. And by answering those heart tugs, you're giving, you're pouring so much into other women. And we really do women and men, we all just need other people to walk alongside us and Mm -hmm. something ahead of us to help give us clarity and keep us on the path that we want to stay on towards our greater vision. So thank you so much for being an example of being courageous and just following what your heart is telling you to do, because that's what you're on this earth to do is to teach and mentor and uplift. And it may take different forms and different parts of your life Mm -hmm. being a teacher or mentor. uh, But I really am grateful to you for being an example of that to so many women to myself. Thank you, Emily. And you know, you're doing the same thing too with, with your journey as, as a mentor and even, even just starting this podcast, you're doing the same thing too, sharing, sharing that joy and positivity and, and great nuggets with the world. So thank you for, for having me on this podcast and thank you for sharing your gifts as well. Thank you. I can't wait to see what you keep doing and stay in contact with you. And it's just, it's so great to see others doing what makes them feel fulfilled and energized. Mm. I'm really happy for you just as a human that you get to do something that energizes you. So thank Thank you so much for being on here. And I can't wait to keep seeing what you're doing. And for anyone listening, what is the best way to get in contact with you and to be learning from you? Yeah. So my website is shatteredglasscoaching.com. That's where you can find all sorts of information about my one-on-one coaching program. And then my Instagram handle is shattered.glass.coaching. And I give lots of freebies out on Instagram um, and lots of content there. So you can follow me there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kate. And I hope that you have an amazing weekend. And I, yeah, like I said, I'm just grateful for you. So thank you so much for- Thank you, Emily. On here and share your heart with other people. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Have a great day, Kate. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.